you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. Somebody just begin to magnify the Lord. Come on, it feels good in this house tonight. There's breakthrough when you call on his name. Hallelujah. There's healing when you call on his name. Oh, we ought to just take a moment and really worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Come on, I know that it's a Wednesday night tonight, but I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Come on, anything can happen. Anything can happen. When you call on the name of the Lord, every mountain will move. Come on, every demon will tremble. Every disease will be healed. My God, it sounds like a Baptist church up in this house tonight. I said when you call on the name of the Lord, something begins to happen. Hallelujah. feel the presence of the Lord in this house tonight. I'm so thankful for the Spirit of God that's moving in this room. 2 Chronicles 13 and 2 if you have your Bibles. So glad to be back home even if it's only for a few days. Pray for me next week. I'll be headed to Bangkok, Thailand. And so we're going to have a great time in the Holy Ghost. We're expecting about a thousand to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. We're going to have a great time. 2 Chronicles 13 and 2. I'm just going to read the last sentence of this verse tonight. 2 Chronicles 13 and 2. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. And there was war between Abijah and Jeroboam. I want to preach here for just a few moments tonight. Some things are worth fighting for. Some things are worth fighting for. Why don't you throw your hands in the air, lift up your voice, and let's pray right now that the Holy Ghost would help us. Jesus, I thank you for your power. Lord, your presence and your majesty that's in this room tonight. I thank you right now, mighty God. Lord, because you've walked into this room to heal and to deliver and to set free. Help us, Lord God, to be willing to fight the good fight of faith. Come now, Lord Jesus, help us this evening. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Step across an aisle, shake someone's hand, greet them. Wake them up if they're not awake. Not too hard, don't hit them. Well, you can if you need to. But tell them some things are worth fighting for. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord tonight. The context of our scripture comes from 1 Kings chapter 11 and and, uh, chapter number 12. King David has died. His son, King Solomon, is reigning over all of Israel. The Bible begins to show us that in his old age, Solomon begins to digress as he falls into idolatry. Solomon appoints a man by the name of Jeroboam as one over Israel to begin to help him over the Israelites. One of the prophets of God now begins to come to Jeroboam as he begins to prophesy unto him, as he begins to tell him that God will divide the kingdom of Israel into two kingdoms. There will be Israel and Judah. Jeroboam has been chosen to be king over Israel, made of, of ten 
tribes of Israel. While the word of God would begin to say that the kingdom of Judah would be um, sought over by Solomon's son. Uh, the Bible begins to say that God charges Jeroboam to keep the commandments of God and if he would do so then the same promise that he had once given unto King David would now be unto him. Uh, however what we begin to see happen is that Jeroboam begins to digress in the same way that Solomon did as he begins to turn to idolatry. Soon does Jeroboam forget about the promises of God uh, that he had given him, the things that God had begun to promise uh, that he would do through the hand of Jeroboam. Uh, the Bible tells us that he makes two idols of golden calves for all of Israel to begin to come and to bow down and to sacrifice to an Scripture would begin to show us uh, he puts these idols in two very unique places, Bethel and Dan, uh, being the house of God uh, and the other meaning judge. Uh, can I tell you that there are two things uh, under attack in the church in this hour, uh, and it is the house of God uh, and the judgment of the people. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know that I've come to preach to you tonight uh, under the unction of the Holy Ghost to tell you uh, that the kingdom of hell is making advances uh, on the church of the living God tonight. Uh, I come to warn you, uh, lest you be caught off guard uh, by what is happening in this hour uh, to tell you that hell is doing uh, everything that they can do uh, to come after the house of God uh, and your children and your families uh, and your church. Let me tell you tonight uh, that while the enemy is making advances uh, on the kingdom of God, uh, I come to summons every troop uh, that belong to the armies of the living God uh, to tell you that there are some things uh, that are still worth fighting for. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I come to preach to you uh, under the unction of the Holy Ghost uh, to tell you that we are under attack uh, in this hour. Uh, this is the time to wake up, uh, stand to your feet and shake yourself off uh, and decide in this hour uh, that this is still worth fighting for. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I come to to preach to you uh, that the war is not over, uh, but there's a God in heaven uh, who is on our side. Uh, I come to tell you tonight uh, that you've got to take notice of what is happening in this hour. Bethel is under attack. I would submit to you tonight that, that there are so-called Christians in this hour that have fallen unto idolatry, the idol of entertainment, the idol of fame and of kinds of different idols uh, that begin to show up in the church. Uh, can I tell you tonight uh, that we must be careful uh, lest we make idols out of callings uh, that God has given us. Uh, hear me tonight somebody, uh, if the only time we show up to the house of God uh, is when it's our time to sing or when it's our time uh, to do something in service uh, that we have fallen into the trap uh, of idolatry. Hear me tonight, somebody. If the only time we decide to begin to worship God is just when they sing the one song that we hold so dearly, then we have fallen into the trap of idolatry. But hear me tonight, someone. Here's how you get out of idolatry. is when you begin to decide that when I walk into the house of the living God, it's not about what I like, what I want or what I want to hear. It's about making an atmosphere for God to begin to move. Hear me right now, somebody. We cannot fall prey to the same cycles that we've fallen into over and over and over. We need to have a breakthrough in this hour, not just during an awakening conference, but in the middle of the summertime where, yes, I understand there's many people that are distracted 
distracted with what's going on. But let me tell you, there is nothing more important than the house of God. Hear me tonight, somebody. We've got to hold the house of God in a higher esteem than anything we've got going on. Hear me tonight, somebody. Take your vacations. Do all of those great things. I'm not coming to preach against it. But what I am coming to preach against are the things that begin to occupy us from not understanding that the house of God is still the most important thing in our life. Hear me tonight, it's more important than the baseball games and football games and all kinds of things that we could go to. Hear me tonight, someone, I still believe that God has called us to be in attendance to the house of God. Hear me, watching online is not good enough. Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Here's what I'm coming to preach to you tonight. If you're home, you need to be in the house of God. Come on, somebody, tonight. I said if we're home, we need to be in the house of God. And if we're in the house of God, we need to create atmospheres that God can begin to move in this hour. On a Sunday, we've got to set atmosphere. And on a Wednesday, we've got to set atmosphere. Hear me tonight, somebody. God is calling us to begin to fight for Bethel once again. Hear me under the unction of the Holy Ghost tonight. Bethel is worth fighting for. Come on, somebody. The house of God is worth fighting for. Come on. I wonder if there's anybody in the room tonight that would say, I'm going to rise to the occasion and fight for the house of God. Somebody throw your hands in the air. Lift up your voice and ask God, say, Lord, help me to fight for Bethel. Likewise, could I tell you tonight uh, that I would submit to you that many so-called Christians uh, have lost godly judgment. Uh, hear me tonight, someone. Uh, many churches all throughout this country uh, have become oversaturated uh, with a cancel culture uh, that begins to say, no, no. It's got to fit what I like, what I want, what I desire to hear. Hear me tonight, someone. There's too many people that come into the house of God and say, well, if he would have just told me that God was going to give me some kind of great offering, then I would have probably stood up and clapped my hands and praised God. Hear me tonight, someone. We need as we're in the house of God uh, to begin to ask God, say, Lord, uh, will you chastise me? God, uh, will you change me? Hear me tonight. Uh, whom the Lord loves, uh, does he chastise? Uh, hear me tonight, someone. Uh, we don't need to cancel out what God is wanting to do in this hour uh, just because it does not fit into our opinions. Uh, we don't need to cancel what God is doing in this hour uh, just because it makes us uncomfortable. Uh, but rather, can I tell you tonight, Tonight, uh, that God will move you to a spot of being uncomfortable uh, so he can try to get you up out of where you are uh, and begin to take you to a, to a, 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 a brand new dimension uh, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and can I tell you tonight that when God begins to come in uh, and he begins to shake us up and say, come on, uh, it's time to move uh, out of where you are uh, because there's something greater that I'm trying to take you to. Hear me tonight. We've got uh, to have a godly judgment uh, that begins to say, Lord, I recognize uh, that there's some things that make me uncomfortable, uh, but I understand, God, that even you are in uh, some of the things that make me uncomfortable. Uh, God, I can understand tonight, uh, Lord, that even though that there's some things that I really don't desire to give up, that God, you might even be calling me, uh, Lord, to give up some things that make me uncomfortable. Uh, but let me tell you what the judgment of God says. Uh, the judgment of God within you uh, says, Lord, I recognize, uh, God, that this might cost me something. Uh, but godly judgment says, Lord, uh, whatever it costs me, uh, 
God, it's worth it to have a move of the Holy Ghost. God, whatever it costs me, Lord, I recognize tonight, God, that I'll do whatever I've got to do, Lord, just to get into the presence of God. Hear me tonight, somebody. We've got to recognize that these things in our lives are under attack by the adversary. He wants the house of God. He wants the judgment of the people. Hear me tonight, someone. Got to recognize uh, what the spirit of Jeroboam uh, is trying to do in the church in this hour. Uh, Jeroboam had encounters with God. Uh, Jeroboam had people that came and told him uh, every great thing that God wanted to do within him. Uh, that's why he chose the house of God uh, and the judgment of the people uh, to be the two places that he put idols in. Uh, hear me tonight. They called it Bethel uh, because they heard. Uh, the voice of God. Uh, the spirit of Jeroboam does whatever it can uh, to try to drown out the voice of God uh, in this hour. Hear me tonight, someone. Uh, it seeks to drown out the voice of God in Bethel uh, over the sounds of sin, uh, the sounds of bondage. Uh, hear me tonight, someone. Uh, we need to open up our ears and hear uh, what God is saying in this hour. Uh, we need to be more in tune with what God God uh, wants to do in the church uh, than we are is going on uh, in society and politics and in the community. Hear me tonight, someone, uh, that the voice of God is speaking in this hour uh, and desiring somebody uh, to open up their ears and say, God, uh, I'm ready to hear whatever you want to speak to me uh, in this hour. Uh, hear me tonight, someone, uh, seven times did the book say, he uh, that hath an ear, let him hear uh, what the Spirit is saying uh, unto the churches. Uh, hear me tonight on a Wednesday uh, that God is speaking in this hour uh, but it's going to take someone that says God uh, tune my ears into the frequencies uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, God that are trying to speak in this hour uh, God speak into my heart uh, hear me when the voice of God uh, begins to speak uh, it demands something to begin to happen uh, that's why when God begins to speak uh, we must respond to the moving of the spirit that is prodding us to say wake up from where you are get up from where you are leave where you've been and come to where I'm to hear me tonight someone if we would open our ears to obey the voice of God everything that we've been asking for and praying for God would bring it to come to pass here's what I hear tonight the creative voice of God that spoke and began to create is speaking in this hour tonight let me tell you what he's doing he's creating new things in you hear me tonight someone Buddy, uh, there's a new work that God wants to do in this hour, uh, but it's going to take someone to say, God, uh, not only do I hear you, uh, but God, I will respond uh, to what you want to do in this hour. Let me help you uh, be not just hearers only, uh, but you've got to be a doer of the word. Uh, that's why it's not just enough to come in uh, and listen to the preaching, uh, but we've got to respond uh, to what God wants to do in this hour uh, and say, God, I'm not just going to hear it, uh, but God, I'm going to do something uh, with what you've given me. Uh, don't let the voice of God speak to you in vain, uh, but I would to God tonight uh, that somebody would begin to say, God, uh, whatever you're asking me to do, uh, God, I'm going to do it tonight. Uh, God, if you're asking me to pray, I'm going to pray. Uh, if you're asking me to fast, I'm going to fast. Lord, whatever you require of me, uh, do it in this hour. Uh, come on, somebody. I'm talking talking about uh, the house of God, uh, the judgment of the people. Uh, hear me, when you begin to lose godly judgment uh, in your life, uh, here's what begins to happen. You, you've got to understand uh, that from Dan is where Samson came. Uh, Samson fell prey uh, to a lack of godly judgment within him. Uh, he lost his covenant, uh, his power, his vision, his freedom, uh, and eventually everything that he held dearly. Uh, hear me tonight, somebody... Uh, I've come to preach to you uh, that lest we have godly judgment, uh, we will fall prey uh, 
to the destructive nature of the enemy tonight. Hear me, somebody in this room, God is trying to salvage us for a new work and a new season. Come on, somebody, the greatest hour of the church is ahead of us. There's new miracles. Come on, somebody. There's new breakthrough. There's a new thing that God wants to do in this hour. Now that you begin to understand what Jeroboam was trying to do, now you can begin to recognize why in 2 Chronicles 13, now as Jeroboam is king and Abijah is king also being the grandson of Solomon. Amen. You must begin to understand that Abijah grew up under all of the failures of his family. When the Bible begins to talk about Abijah, please understand this. He really was not anything great, but rather can I tell you that while he was nothing great, that what the Word of God does indicate is that he served the Lord. Hear me tonight, someone. You don't have to have the greatest talents and abilities for God to begin to step in and use you in this hour. You don't have to be the best preacher for God to begin to use you. You don't have to be gifted and talented for God to begin to use you to advance the kingdom of heaven. Here's what the Bible begin to say, that now as they come up, both kings, one over each side of, of the kingdom of God, that the word of God would say this, that now they begin to fight. Something begin to happen there. there, there there was something that began to transpire uh, that Abijah would look out and see what Jeroboam was doing uh, as he would begin to comprehend uh, that that Jeroboam was not uh, pleasing God. You see what Abijah, who he truly is, even by just simply who he is, uh, it meant that his father was God, uh, but Jeroboam meant that the people increased. Uh, it was a battle of elevation. Uh, one side now beginning to elevate themselves uh, in idolatry. The other side beginning just to try to elevate God. And now as both begin to come up, uh, there's something that begins to happen. Uh, hear me tonight, someone, uh, that there is still a side uh, that is lifting up idolatry. Uh, but I've come to preach to a people that are still lifting up uh, the name of God and the kingdom of God uh, and the word of God and the truth of God. Uh, hear me tonight that it's still uh, our fight today uh, that every person must decide for themselves uh, what they choose to elevate. Uh, hear me, when we begin to walk into this house, uh, that's where the fight begins. Uh, we come in and we say, I'm tired and I don't feel like it. Uh, battle begins to go uh, as we have one side of us telling us, uh, well, just sit here and maybe he'll hurry up and be done and we can go in. But then there's something in the spirit uh, that begins to draw us, saying, step out, uh, do something different, begin to war uh, in the Holy Ghost. Understand this tonight. Uh, there ought to be a fight uh, in between Abijah and Jeroboam. Uh, there ought to be a fight uh, in between apostolic believers uh, and those that are only looking up and those that are only trying to lift up themselves uh, understand this tonight uh, that the reason that we worship uh, the way we do is because it's the way that we fight uh, our battles. The reason that we pray uh, like we do is because it's how we fight. Uh, that's why we pray like we do. Uh, we come into the house of God and we're saying uh, I'm raging war on Jeroboam tonight and let me help someone right now it's not overkill it's not overzealous because there are some things that are still worth fighting for and there's still our weapons of warfare hear me tonight to the person that's walked into the room and you've come in and you're saying it's everything I can do just to make it to the house of God and I don't understand why I'm living so defeated it's because because somewhere along the way, uh, you've lost your weapons of warfare. Uh, hear me tonight, someone. Uh, you've got to evaluate for yourself uh, and begin to ask yourself, when's the last time uh, that the Spirit began to lead me uh, to begin to intercede for the house of God uh, without being called into a prayer meeting? Uh, when's the last time uh, that the Spirit of God moved upon you so greatly uh, that it didn't matter who was preaching or what was going on? Uh, 
you knew that there was a bigger purpose. Uh, hear me tonight. Uh, we've got to stop fighting each other. Uh, and we've got to turn our efforts uh, towards fighting the enemy. Uh, hear me tonight. From the left to the right, uh, these are our brothers uh, and our sisters. Uh, got to understand this. Uh, we have to get over uh, petty fights and drama, all of the little things that are going on in the church uh, that try to cause us uh, to come into the house of God and be more concerned uh, with what other people are saying and how they're talking. Uh, and my God, I just know they're talking. Hear me got to stop all of that uh, because if the Lord is on your side uh, who can stand against you hear me tonight someone uh, when you begin to fight for the kingdom of God uh, the Lord begins to step in on your side uh, and begins to fight for you uh, hear me now as a bite uh, now begins to come out uh, the word of God would say that he begins to walk out with 400,000 uh, but Jeroboam now comes with 800,000 outnumbered uh, two now as they begin to walk out onto the battlefield uh, he begins to look all around them and recognizes this uh, that they are outnumbered, outgunned uh, there is more of them than they are uh, than, than there is uh, of the kingdom of God uh, but this is what you've got to understand uh, that when the Lord is on your side uh, you're never outnumbered hear me tonight uh, no matter how dark the night is uh, no matter how bad the diagnosis is uh, when the Lord is on your side. Uh, you're not outgunned. You're not outmanned. You're not outnumbered. Hear me, just because you've been praying for a long time uh, doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. Uh, you've got to understand this. Uh, hear me tonight, someone uh, that Abijah begins to stand up uh, as he begins to proclaim, hear me, thou Jeroboam uh, and all of Israel. Uh, here's what Abijah begins to do as he's crying out. Uh, he begins to speak to the mountains of impossibility and adversity. Hear me tonight, the last time I checked, the power of life and of death is still in your tongue. You still have the power of the Holy Ghost to bind things on earth and they'll be bound in heaven and loose things on earth and they'll be loosed in heaven. Hear me tonight, someone. God is looking for a people to assault the advances of hell upon the kingdom of the living God. Here's what Abijah began to say, uh, he said, don't you know uh, that the kingdom of Israel uh, was given unto David forever uh, and to his sons by a covenant uh, of salt? Uh, understand this tonight, that there were two things uh, that Abijah was coming to fight for. Uh, the first thing was simply this, uh, when God gives you a promise, uh, the promise is forever. Uh, understand that Abijah recognized uh, all of the faults and the failures and the generations curses uh, that were living upon him. Uh, but this is also what Abijah could comprehend uh, that if God has promised it uh, that it's not too late for you to inhabit uh, every promise that the Lord has given you. Uh, understand this tonight somebody uh, that someone will inhabit uh, your promised land uh, but you get to choose who it is. Uh, understand that Abijah's fight uh, was about reclaiming a lost promise uh, that God had given unto him and unto his fathers and unto his children. Here's what I felt a witness of the Holy Ghost speaking unto me in this hour, that God is coming to break every generational curse off of every family. Hear me tonight, someone. Just because you've lived a certain way for this long does not mean that God is not able to break you out of the old addictions and the old habits and the old person. Understand this tonight, that there's something worth fighting for and it's the inheritance uh, that God has given you. Uh, here's what you got to understand, mom and dad. Uh, when you walk into the house of God uh, and you begin to fight, uh, what you're doing is you are claiming a promise uh, over your babies and over your grandbabies. Uh, understand this tonight. Uh, when you begin to war after the Spirit of God, uh, 
You're not wasting your time. It's not emotionalism, but rather it was a commandment. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. You've got to understand that the Bible would say some trust in chariots and horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. I don't care how bad the fight is or how dark this night is. Understand this. If you would begin to fight today, it's about releasing the promises of God over generations that are coming up before you. You've got to understand we are only one generation away uh, from losing our apostolic identity. Uh, Hear me tonight, someone. uh, For too long, many people have walked into the house of God uh, and we've passed the torch off to someone else. Uh, You can pray, you can shout, you can preach, you you can sing, uh, and I'm just going to sit here uh, and attempt to ride the coattails uh, of your worship and your prayer. Hear me tonight. Uh, It does not work like that. Uh, There's got to be someone that shows an ownership uh, that says, no, no, no. Uh, If it is to be, it's up to me. Uh, Hear me tonight, someone. Uh, If you want a revival church, uh, we've got to be a revival people. Uh, Hear me. If you want a powerful church, uh, we've got to be a powerful people. Uh, Hear me. If you're tired uh, of the dry and the mundane, uh, we've got to quit being mundane. Uh, We've got to quit being dry. Uh, Hear me, this is what happens every summertime. Uh, As we begin to come into the house of God, uh, we forget uh, that that we have a mandate of the Holy Ghost upon us that we ought to not walk into the house of God and be passively Pentecostal but hear me tonight even on a Wednesday even in the summertime there's still a mandate of the Spirit God is calling us to be radically apostolic in this hour understand this tonight that the Bible begins to say that now is Abijah prophesied as he says, yet Jeroboam, you have risen up and rebelled against God. And this is what he said. He said, do you really believe that you can withstand the kingdom of God in the hands of the sons of David? For there are with you golden calves that you have made for your gods. Here's what Abijah was trying to tell him. You might have shown up to the fight, but you showed up with the wrong God. Hear me tonight someone. We cannot show up to the fight with the wrong backing. We've got to let go of our carnality. We've got to let go of the things that are causing the death of spirituality. We've got to show up to the fight with the right God. Hear me, there's still only one God and his name is Jesus. There's still one powerful name that is above all and through all and in you all. Here's what I need you to understand, that the gods of this society uh, are no match for God. Uh, The gods of addiction are no match uh, for the one true living God. Uh, Here's what the Bible begins to say. Uh, He said, you've cast out the priest of God. Uh, Here's a sign we're fighting the spirit of Jeroboam uh, when we have separated ourselves uh, from godly counsel. uh, When we value the voice of peers uh, over the voice of the man of God uh, that he has put in our lives. Uh, Hear me tonight, some one, uh, we still need to seek godly counsel uh, in this hour. Come on, somebody, uh, hear me tonight. Uh, if people are urging you and beckoning you uh, just to sit by and let everybody else uh, pass you by in the spirit, uh, you need to remove yourself uh, from ungodly counsel. Uh, hear me tonight. If somebody is telling you uh, that there's more important things in your life uh, than the house of God, uh, you need to remove yourself uh, from godly counsel. Uh, Hear me now, somebody, uh, for the word of God would say this, uh, but as for us, uh, the Lord is our God. Uh, we have not forsaken him uh, nor his priests. Uh, they burnt offerings unto him. Uh, here's what the word was saying. Uh, there's still some people uh, that serve the Lord, uh, that still adhere to godly counsel, uh, that still worship the Lord in spirit uh, and in truth. Uh, hear me tonight, someone, uh, there's only one way out of the trial uh, 
and it is to be the people uh, that God has called us to be. Uh, there's only one way out uh, of what you're going through, uh, and it's to be the man of God uh, or the woman of God uh, that the Lord has called you to be. Uh, hear me tonight. Uh, there is a resurrection uh, that God wants to do in this hour uh, to revive within you uh, the callings that God has put within you uh, to revive inside of you uh, the promises that he spoke over you. Hear me tonight, someone. Uh, there is a fight uh, that is still worth fighting for. Uh, there is a promise uh, that is still worth fighting for. But here's what happened. Uh, the Bible would say this, and behold, uh, he said, God himself is our captain. Uh, it's priest town, the trumpets, uh, to cry an alarm against you. Uh, you do not want to fight uh, against the Lord God uh, of your fathers, uh, for you will not prosper. Uh, understand this, uh, when we fight what God is doing uh, in his church, uh, we're not fighting people, uh, we're fighting the Lord. Uh, when we fight the people uh, that God is trying to put before us uh, to lead us in revival, uh, we're not really fighting people, uh, we're fighting the Lord. Uh, hear me tonight, someone, uh, that your fight is not with the church. Uh, we're fighting against the Lord himself. Uh, here's what I've come to tell you, uh, that to God, uh, the church is still worth fighting for. And here's what I've come to ask you tonight. Uh, is the church still worth fighting for to you? I'm going to ask you one more time. Uh, is the church still worth fighting for uh, in your life? Uh, hear me tonight, someone. Uh, it's not enough to have a breakthrough one time. Uh, it's got to be something within us uh, that recognizes uh, that it's not about my one-time experience. Uh, it's about creating a culture uh, where the broken can come and be put back together. Uh, the addicted can be delivered. My God, I feel faith rising in this house right now. Uh, somebody needs to rise to the occasion uh, and fight for the church. Hear me. Hear me, somebody, tonight. Uh, I would to God uh, that our prayer rooms uh, would thunder with the sounds of warfare. Uh, I would to God in this hour uh, that our altars uh, would shake under the sounds of worship uh, because it's still how we fight our battles. It's still how we fight our battles. Uh, hear me. God is not calling us uh, to be like every other church. Uh, you are a chosen people, uh, a peculiar people, a holy nation, uh, a royal priesthood. Uh, hear me tonight. Uh, you are special. Uh, you are called of God. Uh, there's a work that God wants to do in this hour. And here is how I know it. Uh, Somebody lift up your hands right now. Oh, I feel the gift of faith moving right now. Hear me, my mind takes me back uh, to watching some of you that were healed uh, in services at Christian Life Church uh, that you came in sick and you left whole. Uh, as I begin to think back over, uh, I go back to times uh, of red hot apostolic breakthrough. Uh, I go back to the darkest times in my life. Uh, and this is what I realize, uh, that if the church fought for me, uh, I've got to fight for the church. Hear me, uh, if God fought for me, uh, then I've got to fight for the Lord. Hear me, uh, this is a church of miracles. This is a church of breakthrough. This is a church of radical worship. And it's a church of prayer. Hear me, I go back to the testimony of Susan Palmer that walked into this room uh, without anybody inviting her. Uh, and when asked why she came here, she said, because I've heard uh, that this church knows how to pray uh, and still believes in the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Uh, that a woman that walked in the first time with stage four cancer uh, would walk out healed and made whole, uh, filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. 
hear me. I go back to the times uh, watching you, Sister Mesa and Sister Cheryl, uh, as the both of you came to the front uh, when we had an evangelist in as the Spirit of God uh, begin to move upon you and Sister Nasa. By the next day, you put that wedding band on uh, for the first time in a decade. Hear me tonight. That's the kind of church that we are. Come on, somebody. Uh, Sister Cheryl. You had prayed for a baby, and God gave you a baby. (laughs) Come on, somebody. uh, I'm talking to people that are in this room. uh, Sister Paula, when sickness had smote your body, uh, but the healing of the Lord came upon you in a service just like this. Hear me, that's the kind of church that we are. uh, And this is what you've got to recognize. Uh, There's only one thing separating us uh, from being that church. uh, And it's deciding that it's still worth fighting for in this hour. How many more Susan Palmers uh, are waiting for somebody to fight for them? How many more Sister Daces are waiting for a church to fight for them? Is there somebody that you know worth fighting for? Come on, somebody, is there someone you know worth fighting for? Then you've got to fight the battle for them. Hear me tonight. We've got to decide to be the church that we know to be. We've got to decide to fight the fight that we know to fight. Here's what we've got to do. We've got to rid ourselves of the identity that we've tried to put upon us and understand this, that we have an identity that's been given by the Lord. Come on, somebody. Uh, We have an identity that's being given by the Lord. Uh, And I recognize in this room uh, that there's people that are still fighting. uh, But here's what I've come to tell you. uh, You're not dead yet. uh, And if you're not dead yet, then the battle's not over yet. If there's still breath in your lungs, uh, then there's still a God that's worth praising. Come on, if you walked into the house of God tonight, uh, then there's a Lord that's worth praying to. And there is a church uh, that is worth fighting for. Uh, Hear me tonight, we used to sing this. uh, It's the old ship of Zion, uh, and it's landed many of thousands. Uh, Here's what I've come to tell you. uh, There's only one ship that's going to get us uh, through the storm of this society, uh, and it's still the ship of Zion, uh, and it's still worth fighting for. not telling you that the fight will always be easy, but rather what I am telling you is that while the fight not might not be easy, uh, that the fight is worth fighting. Come on, somebody shout amen. Somebody really shout amen right now. I said the fight is still worth fighting for. Uh, Jeroboam begins to fight as he begins to set up the war. Rather, could I tell you that Elijah set up the war? against Jeroboam and the word of God would say that as he begins to prepare himself uh, that he looks now as he's outnumbered by the armies of Jeroboam the word of God would say that Jeroboam would cause an ambushment to come about from behind him so that in front of him was his enemy and behind him was his enemy and to his left and to his right that the enemy was all surrounding him Uh, hear me tonight that's where somebody in this room is Uh, that everywhere you look around you there's hurt and there's turmoil and there's problems Uh, my God things are going on in your family and you're wondering uh, if God is even with you anymore here's what I need you to understand tonight Uh, here's what I need you to understand uh, that present trial uh, does not indicate an absent God Just because you're in the middle of the darkest storm of your life uh, does not mean that God gave up, walked out on you, and left you to die. Uh, But hear me, the three Hebrew boys in the middle of a fiery furnace, uh, when they thought it was over, all of a sudden they looked and knew that God was still there. My God, when Daniel had been cast into the lion's den, uh, he began to speak and God shut the mouth of the enemy and he knew that God was still there. When the woman who had been to every doctor would only touch the hem of his garment, she knew uh, that God was still there. Hear me tonight. uh, When Mary and Martha gave up on their brother, uh, but Jesus came. 
man begins to speak into the two. They knew that God had never left them. Here's what I've come to tell you. Uh, you have seen uh, the power of the hand of God. You've seen miracles, signs, and wonders. But there's one thing that you've never seen. You've never seen the righteous forsaken. You've never seen his seed begging bread. Uh, and here's what I've come to tell you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, and if it got you here, uh, Brother Nate, then it's going to get us over there. Uh, come on, somebody tonight. Uh, here's what I want to tell you. Uh, when Judah looked back, uh, behold, the battle was around them. Uh, but the word of God would say this, uh, that the men of Judah gave a shout. Uh, they called on the name of the Lord. Uh, and God uh, smote Jeroboam. Here's what I've come to tell you tonight. In Joshua 6, when they called on the Lord, Jericho walls fell. In Judges 7, when they called on the Lord, Gideon and his armies defeated their enemy. Hear me tonight, someone. Here's what I want to tell you, that there is a God that is present when it looks impossible. There is a God that looks in the middle of your circumstance. Here's what I come to tell you. He is fighting for you. You are not abandoned. You are not alone. Because to God, you are still worth fighting for. The greatest trick of the enemy is to cause you to believe that just because God is letting you struggle uh, that God is not fighting for you uh, but can I remind somebody tonight uh, that the Lord still works in the midnight hour uh, hear me tonight to the person that's prayed uh, but has not received uh, that you're just in the middle of the process uh, and the process doesn't mean that it's over uh, but it means that there's a new beginning uh, that's coming unto you uh, hear me when they cried unto the Lord uh, the Bible would say that the children of Judah prevailed because they relied upon the Lord. Dependency is not a place of weakness, but rather dependency is a place of power. Here's what I've come to tell you tonight, that the greatest fight of your life is when you are the closest to the destiny that God has given you. Somebody said, why am I fighting? Uh, hear me, it's no different than a football team on the second down uh, or third down with 10 yards left into the end zone. Uh, hear me, that's the greatest fight they'll ever be in. Uh, that's why the devil's been fighting somebody uh, so hard tonight. Uh, it's because it's the fourth quarter uh, and you're one score from a victory uh, and the devil will do anything he can do uh, to try to fight you, to keep you, to lock you up uh, so you'll stay where you are. Uh, but hear me tonight, uh, if you would just endure this midnight hour, uh, uh, here's what I've come to prophesy to you, uh, there is an end of an old season uh, and the beginning of a new season uh, there is a death of an old thing uh, and the birth of a new thing uh, here's what I want to tell you tonight uh, that the Bible would say this, uh, that Jeroboam uh, would never recover again, uh, hear me tonight someone, uh, this fight in this hour uh, is going to be the end uh, of the perpetual fight uh, that the devil's tried to put in your life uh, because the Lord has stepped onto the battlefield uh, and decided that you're worth fighting for. Here's what I come to prophesy to somebody tonight. Uh, we're about to walk into a season uh, of miracle signs and wonders uh, that's greater than what we've ever experienced before. for the church uh, that this is going to be the greatest end time revival that we've ever experienced before. And I prayed about it and I said, God, uh, what is stopping us from walking into this season? And he said, my people have stopped fighting for you. Hear me tonight. I can recall my great-grandfather praying and crying, uh, saying, God, send a harvest. Many of you elders, uh, from the time that I was a child, watching you pray, watching you weep and ask God uh, to send it. Many of you younger people that are in this room tonight uh, that have prayed the same prayer, let me tell you uh, that the prayer is not dead. 
that the promise is not over. Uh, let me tell you how we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to fight harder than we've ever fought. Uh, come on, somebody. God's looking for someone to get on board. Uh, he's looking for someone to fight the good fight. Uh, someone stand to your feet. Lift up your hands. Hear me, even as I've been preaching unto you this evening, and as the spirit of Jeroboam done everything it could do, some of y'all checked out from the first word I said in the pulpit tonight, and that's all right, because God's going to move in a fight. The spirit of the Lord is moving in this room tonight, and it might not be for everybody, because there's nobody that can make you break through, but you've got to want it for yourself. There is nobody that can make you fight, but you've got to want to fight for yourself. Hear me tonight. I've come to preach to the person uh, that's been on the verge of giving up and throwing in the towel and walking away from the church uh, to tell you this. Don't give up on the God uh, that has not given up on you. Do not give up on the promise uh, that's still a promise unto you. Don't give up on the thing that God wants to do in your life. Uh, but hear me, I echo the words of the scripture tonight uh, that nothing shall separate you. Not the greatest fight in your life. Not sickness, not trial, not mountains, not adversity, not people, not opinions, not past, not present, nor future. Nothing shall separate you from the love of God. But here's what I've come to tell you tonight. That the Lord is in this room for you to break the curses of generations. And while I recognize that it's a Bible study night, most of you that know me understand I'm not much of a preacher. But I feel the burden of the Holy Ghost moving in this room right now. That what I'm trying to do tonight is not to teach you something that you did not know, but rather inspire you to get back in the fight again. Hear me. Some people in this room have checked out. You got about five yards to the breakthrough. And you're hurt. And you're tired. And the game's taking a toll on your body. And you're weak. And you're weary. But hear me tonight. The most powerful songs in Jesus said about when David left him with soldiers that were wounded in the middle of a Greek city in triumph. That's some of you in this room. You've been through the battle. You've got the scars that tore upon your heart. But here's what I've come to tell you. You still got a little fight left in you. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I said, you still got a little fight left in you. To every Elijah that's found yourself underneath the juniper tree, asking God to let it in, hear me. You've still got a work left in you. You've still got something to do. Hear me tonight from the oldest to the youngest. The moving of the Spirit is in this room, and here's what I'd ask you to do, everybody. Why don't we come down to this altar together with hands lifted high. And as you come down to this altar, I'm asking you to shut your eyes, throw your hands in the air. And I don't want you to worry about another person that's in this room. Let's press down as close as we can. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's press down as close as we can. And I want you to throw your hands in the air and shut your eyes. Because this fight that God is doing right now, uh, this is something that you've got to want to do. Come on, this is something that you've got to want to dig out for yourself right now. Come on, by the authority of the Word of God, uh, by the power that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, I ask you right now, God, uh, reignite the fight in somebody in this room. God, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, come on, somebody begin to lift up your voice. Uh, maybe you don't know what to pray. Let the Spirit make intercession right now. Uh, Somebody just take out those old weapons. Uh, maybe it's been a while since you prayed. Pull it out again. Uh, maybe you haven't interceded in years. Uh, pull out the weapon that God has given you. Uh, somebody fight. Uh, come on, there's still something worth fighting for. Uh, there's still something worth fighting for. Uh, there's promise over your family. Uh, there's deliverance in your marriage. Uh, there's breakthrough in this assembly. Uh, somebody fight for your children, for your grandchildren. Somebody fight the fight of faith. Come on, I don't want anybody to worry about anyone else in this room, but I'm asking everyone to engage for themselves. Somebody just throw your hands in the air and lift up your voice and engage what God is doing right now. Let the Lord begin to speak to you. Let the gift of intercession begin to flow through you right now. Somebody fight for this thing. Come on, Brother Hector, the fight's not over yet. The fight's not over yet. There's promise ahead.
all. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost all over this room. Somebody lift up your voice right now. Come on, you ought to just close your eyes. Focus on the fight before you. Focus on the fight before you. Somebody needs to call the name of your loved one out right now. Somebody needs to. Come on, somebody fight for it tonight. Somebody fight for it tonight. somebody right now, I want you to begin to pray that God would break every generational curse that's represented in this room. Come on now, let's have some very specific prayer. Somebody begin to pray a prayer that God would break curses over families that are in this room. Somebody just right now begin to speak a breaking of generational curses. Somebody war for your family tonight. Somebody call on the name of the Lord right now. He's moving in this room. Come on, it's a still small voice that's speaking right now. Come on, somebody that's been in the darkest night of your life. Let the help of the Lord begin to come to you right now. Let the help of the Holy Ghost begin to flood all around your circumstance tonight. Let God begin to move. Somebody let the Lord speak into your spirit right now. Someone let the refreshing of the Holy Ghost move over you tonight. battles of the spirit are not won by what happens in the four walls of this building. What happens in these four walls, it matters. But it's not where the battles are won. Here's what I've got to tell you tonight. You can be the greatest singer that's ever stepped foot on this earth. The devil is not afraid of your good voice. You, you can be the best preacher that's ever lived not really necessarily a good preacher. Here's what I want to tell you. The enemy can fight after your spirit. You don't win it from behind this pulpit. You don't win it just simply by being engaged in services, though we should all be engaged in services. I'll tell you where you win it. When you wake up in the morning and you hear the gong of the Lord telling you, spend some time with me just a little bit. When you go to bed at night and you say, God, I need to spend a few more minutes with you right now. Here in the tonight. We're called to have a relationship with him. If you only had two designated times a week that you spoke to your significant other, you'd win the wars. How many people have two designated times with their God? Thank God he hasn't divorced us. 
could imagine how that would make you fasting if you had the bride of Christ come on I said it's a daily walk but there's a place that takes us beyond the foundations of the foundations called covenant and in that place of covenant is something that draws us in that it's not just what we do on a daily but covenant says this I am yoked in the spirit with the Lord covenant says this is my job this is my reasonable service this is what I do come on somebody we need a revival of covenant hear me we need to lead in the spirit I'm not talking about in singing or in preaching we need to lead in the Holy Ghost what would happen if we just begin to walk into the house of God and before we were pushed or prodded or stimulated if we just walked in and said you know what the spirit of God is already in this house and we just started to pray and lift up our voice and begin to worship God that's what happened on Azusa why can't it happen here because you've got to understand we're not looking for God to recreate something that he's already done but rather what we're looking for is a new work come on somebody come on it's a new work and it's not predicated on your ability it's not predicated on your talent it's really not even predicated on what you know but rather it's predicated on whether or not you're willing to get into the fight whether or not you're willing to push past people in this room that maybe you like and maybe you don't come on somebody it has nothing to do with you this is a kingdom thing so here's what I want to challenge you in between now and Sunday let's fight daily come on somebody I said let's fight daily and just maybe if we would fight daily we might be shocked what would happen when we walk back in here Sunday morning. Who could be filled with the Holy Ghost? Who could be healed? Who could be delivered? Because we're fighting that fight of faith. Let's lift up our hands right now. Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your mercy that's in this room tonight. Lord, help our spirits. Help our attitudes, God. Lord, refocus our spirit tonight to fight the good fight of faith. Help us to feed daily. Help us to fight this fight daily. Help us to fight daily.